Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here with Aaron Gibson, the CEO and founder of Hurry. So how are you doing, Aaron? I'm very well, Ronan. Good. How are you? Good, thanks. Tell me a bit about the background of you and your company. Yeah, so a bit of background myself initially, Ronan. Um, I started my first tech company at the at the ripe old age of, of 18. Um, it was originally we had created an uh, educational technology platform, so we had partnered with Cambridge University and Coventry University. And we were able to, first of all, we, we obviously picked the, the, the hardest market to sell into, would be in the education market. Um, but we had then sold that into around 150 schools in both uh, the UK and the, the US. Uh, and EdTech wasn't really what I wanted to do. It was more so something that we, we wanted to cut our teeth on. So we sold that product. To, yep. To, um, I'm under an NDA, but we sold it to a globally recognizable um, publishing house. Uh, and they effectively absorbed it into into their catalog. So I sold that at 21, and it gave me some breathing space and some um, capital to play around with when when we started to to develop Harry. Um, and we we've been sort of working on the project for the past 18, coming up in 24 months. But Harry is effectively a marketing automation platform for apps. So the, the issue so far with apps is that um, you've got push notifications there, but they're they're very much action based. So Somebody likes your post on Instagram and they get a push notification to notify them of that. Now, the issue being there is that a, a marketer can't really see any engagement level. They don't know what content people are, people are sort of looking at whenever they're on the app. But what we do is we give the ability to predict prompt and profile users. So mobile um, has been left sort of in the dark, whereas websites get a lot of time from HubSpot, Salesforce, and Oracle. Uh, and what we're able to do then is we're able to predict what a user is going to search for. We're able to prompt them via campaigns, so like push notifications and emails. And then we're able to profile the user. So what are they doing when they're in the app? What is it that they're, what specific pages is it that they're looking for? And that will then allow the marketer or the developer to put that information into play. That sounds pretty interesting. How does that actually work? Yeah, so we effectively are faceless to the user, so the user never actually knows that we're there. Um, we integrate, we built out our, our software development kit, so our SDK, um, and we effectively slot into to the app rather seamlessly. It takes around uh, an hour to an hour and a half for a developer to, to integrate our, our software in, in there, and it has no impact on the, on the running of the app at all. Uh, the beauty of it is that we've developed what we like to call our pick and mix SDK. So there's going to be specific portions of the SDK that's applicable to different types of apps. The likes of making a purchase might not be applicable to a travel app, uh, but it will be definitely applicable to the likes of your big brand, the likes of Look. So we're able to log uh, uh, all of that, all of those events and deliver that back to the marketer. So you're able to see the 360 view of the customer. And then on the flip side, we never wanted to have any of our customers double up on either time or resources. Um, whereas a lot of our competitors sort of like to see themselves as a standalone product, and we certainly are a standalone product, but we want to integrate with absolutely as many different um, platforms as possible. So we integrate with the, the larger CRMs, the likes of your HubSpot, Salesforce, Oracle, which allows us to 
transport all of the information from Hurry to their main CRM, where they're then able to see that there was an email sent from HubSpot on Monday. On Tuesday, there was a push notification sent to, to the user via Hurry. And it really gives you that ability to see the 360 of the user rather than just having partial information. And does it work on any OS or certain OSs? Uh, no, it works on, um, initially we've got um, iOS, Android, and we've got the ability or plugin for, for PhoneGap and hybrid apps. Um, as I'm sure you get, you know yourself, there's, there's quite a few different operating systems out there. So those, those were the three that we wanted to concentrate on. So there's the iOS, the Android, and, and uh, PhoneGap plugin for hybrids. But we're, we're currently building that around on five other OSs and then the, the two bigger uh, app stores, so the Microsoft, uh, the Microsoft and OS Fire are our next stepping stones on, on building that out. So how, how much is the cost for the app itself? Yeah, so the, the platform itself, we, we like to sort of pitch ourselves as um, at least 50% cheaper than, than our um, competitors. So we, it costs $99.99 uh, per app per month. So it's a, a rolling subscription fee. And then what, one of the examples I like to give is we've got, we're currently in the process of um, getting a uh, app across from one of our competitors. Uh, just to give you guys an example of, of the cost for that, they're currently paying $5,000 uh, per month um, for effectively the same functionality that, that, that we offer. Uh, the only difference is that we offer predictive an, uh, analytics on top of that. So we've been able to, to dramatically reduce the cost for, for that client. That's a pretty impressive. That, that's very yeah, good. Yeah. Cut that cost down. They're going to more think, well, why would it go with them when they've, when they've got you? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that our, our initial idea behind that is that we want to make this accessible to even the, the smaller companies. Being a small company ourselves, we know that to get that piece of, of software that you really need that's going to make a massive impact to your business, that you, you, you may not be able to afford it. So we wanted to make it a, sort of affordable to, to absolutely any app brand out there. And how long, uh, where do you plan to go in the next couple of years? Yeah, so we, we officially launched the, the platform in, in August 2016, and we're already, in, we've got well over 100 apps using the platform as, as we speak, with dozens coming on there on a, on a weekly basis. The beauty of what we are as, as a tech company is we, we need limited infrastructure so we can already market globally. But what we want to do um, with uh, a round of funding that we're, that we're currently raising is very much build out our customer support and effectively emulate what HubSpot have been able to do. So HubSpot, um, for UK and Ireland, they've got their offices in Dublin. And with, with that geographical aspect there, you've got, you'll be talking to people in customer service that actually understand your culture, understand sort of the Irish crack or the, the, the UK crack, and yeah. they, they understand um, what whenever somebody's talking to them. So we don't want it to be you're calling up customer support and you're getting somebody in India. Yeah. We want to come across as that brand that's very, uh, very um, much invested in into our customers, whether they be in the US, um, in GB or, or in Ireland. Uh, so I think our initial aim is we've, we've, we've obviously got our presence in UK and Ireland. We've actually got quite a few apps that, that come on board from, from the US. So we really think that the next step for us is going to be to open an office in, in the US in order to give that cultural um, connection whenever anybody's dealing with our customer support agents. Yeah, I guess America is probably the next step for you guys. So you want to make it global. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I would say that that um, 
America is probably going to be the the biggest one for us, um, and it, it's it's still that that shining beacon on beacon on the hill um, uh, that that we want to be getting to. So yeah, we we we've been able to build ourselves so that we're able to go after that pretty pretty quickly. It's just going to be that um, geographical aspect that we need to now add in. And what about crowdfunding? The moment you heard your involved in crowdfunding. Yeah, so we we launched our crowdfunding. We're um, we're just over seventy five percent today. So we've been on that on that journey. We really wanted to bring in a community of app developers and, and marketers to really uh, build out build out as part of our crowd um, and become invested in it. Anytime that we're chatting with with anybody, they're they're very interested in what we do, and they definitely see the value there, which is why we wanted to go down the the crowdfunding route. So yeah, we've we've been uh, on crowdcube.com for the past uh, coming up on fifteen days, I think, um, and the aim is, is three hundred thousand. But we we hope to be able to go into into overfunding. But I'll not give the specific figure on that one just in case we don't hit our overfunding target. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, and uh, and I'm sure you'll get the money because you've got a great product that's unique out there. Yeah, exactly. Well, we've got uh, quite quite a few. Um, um, sort of spinning plates at the moment that, that we're just keeping in contact with all of our high net worth. Um, like an example of one of our current investors in this round is um, uh, a CFO of a six billion dollar Silicon Valley startup. Or uh, it, it, it's ironic that they still call themselves a startup, being valued at six billion. Yeah. But that's, that's the word that they like to use. So yeah, we've got we've got quite a few big players as well as a, a Northern Irish VC. Um, who's investing in us in this round? So it's really just about closing closing off the round um, and, and getting the funds in place so that we can build out our business development, customer support, and uh, partnership functions within the company. Well, I guess with that, with that guy investing, who's got a lot of money behind him, six billion guy. I guess that means yeah, you're going somewhere. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So whenever you have somebody like that in play, it, it really does help you. And they, 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 she's been uh, she's been fantastic in terms of. Um, making the introductions to to different guys, like we've got one of the one of the massive players, we're we're aiming to get their head of product onto our board as an advisor, and it really does give us that view of um, somebody like that's investing in us. There is an actual roadmap to potentially being bought later down the line um, as a trade sale to one of those big players. So it's 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 something that that uh, I suppose is beautifully fallen into place with, with quite a bit of hustling on my part. Yeah, well, I suppose hustling is the main part of the game to get yourself. Now you got to do that. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and I th- it 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 helped as well that uh, she's actually Irish herself, um, yeah. so that 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 was a, a massive help. I think that it, it's now taken me to the point where I've um, I've created my spot the party strategy, yeah. where you can effectively you can effectively find us anywhere. Uh, we, we, you'll find uh, you'll find somebody from the island at some level within some some company that you're looking to get into. Um, so, like, if if there was any advice that I was giving to anybody, it would be just just look for that and play play to the the Irish mafia, as it's called over there. Yeah, I guess that would work because I know that whenever I've been abroad, no matter where you go, you find an Irish bar, somebody Irish within two minutes have been somewhere. So it oh, exactly, yeah, exactly. And I think the the other the other aspect of it is, um, especially in the US, is that if somebody has Irish roots, they they will make it known to you that they have Irish roots. Um, and it really is just the point of it's it's just play to your strengths as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and I think the the only other piece of advice that I would give as well is that us on these two islands, 
um, we need to get out of our sort of stiff upper lip and, and refusal to, to actually make an ask. Um, the amount of times where I've sort of been in a situation where you, you don't really want to ask for investment, you don't want to make the ask, but people in the US especially will, will respect the fact that if you just turn around saying, listen, this is what I'm looking for and this is what I'm looking to get out of this meeting. Yeah, my view is if you don't ask, you, you, you'll get it. And my view is what I can do is say no anyway. Exactly, exactly. And I think that it's just, as long as you make the ask, what, what's the, uh, as you say, what's the worst that can happen? They just turn around and say no. Well, that, that's no real big deal. And, and they respect you all the more for it for actually making the ask. Yeah, and if they do say no, they might say, no, I can't help, but I know a guy you can or a girl you can. That can be just as good. Yeah, ex- exactly. Well, thanks for that, Aaron. And good luck, good luck with the, in future with your products. And we'll talk to you again real no soon. Problem, no. Thanks. Take care. Yep. Thanks, Thanks so much, Ron. Bye. Bye. Bye.